like to invite you to a soul level encounter. Music has an incredible ability to proclaim the soul's language beyond what mere words can speak. That's what we seek as we invite our guests to share their song of the soul. You will hear the music that has charted the steps of their spiritual journey, that has provided a touchstone in the soul's dark night and sung the heart's awe and joy when come to the light. Over the next hour, you will be a witness and companion to our guest's spiritual path and sacred testimony. Welcome to Song of the Soul. Hello to the folks around Milwaukee's River West neighborhood, where I used to live, and which is home to River West Radio. I hope you are hearing this program in time to head to Milwaukee's 19th Street Coffee House on March 12th for a concert recognizing the 34th anniversary of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. I got to know them a bit before I moved up to Eau Claire, and I've done a couple interviews with co-op members this past year, so I want to highly recommend that you drop in to sample their music and energy on March 12th, and to recognize that group and perhaps give you a taste of their talents, today's Song of the Soul program will be a quick visit with five of their longtime members. And keep in mind that co-op members provide music on River West Radio each Friday evening at 9 p.m., There's a way to tune in remotely at riverwestradio.com for those out of range. Without further ado, let's start off with Al Williams of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. Al, I'm really happy to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Good morning, Mark. Uh, Thank you very much for allowing me to participate in this conversation. So, Al, you go quite a ways back with the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. How far? Well, I go back to the very beginning in 1983. I was one of the original founding members. There was actually nine of us. The, the co-op was started by a non-musician named Eileen Greider. And she got the idea by coming to an open stage that I was running at a place called Barney's down on 6th and Greenfield here in Milwaukee. And I was encouraging at that point in time people that come to play the open stage to play their own material. I'd gotten really tired of hearing all the John Prine covers and all the Carly Daniels covers and all that stuff. So I started encouraging people to play stuff that they had written. Eileen came in and listened a few weeks, and then she came to me and she said, you know, we should publish a book with this material in it. And I said, well, I don't like anything about publishing a book. And she said, well, I do because I'm a publisher and I work at a, a printer's. So she started the idea, and we rounded up a few friends and uh, had our music scored and uh, put together the book. And uh, as we were putting the book together, we decided, well, let's just go ahead and put together an organization that encourages people in this area to not only write their original material, but also go perform at places. So you've been part of this for a long time, and I think that there's got to be some interesting dynamics to being part of a musician's co-op. For one thing, there's a camaraderie of music that I know goes very deep, but also it's somewhat competitive. That is to say, you know, pay attention to my song, remember my song, buy my CD. How have you juggled that over the years? Well, we are extremely competitive in our songwriting. 
when we had meetings, we used to, uh, everybody would unpack their instrument of choice and play whatever the latest song was, and then we would all shoot darts and arrows at each other in an attempt to help people uh, make their songwriting better. But as far as the uh, competitiveness goes, the organization actually was out helping people find gigs and play gigs. We established a, a large number of open stages. We had an annual contest for 10 years, and we were lucky enough to hook up with Summerfest, Vic Thomas there, and he gave us a stage that allowed our winner each year to have their own hour, hour and a half show at Summerfest. So while we are, we are competitive, because not only musicians, but people in general are competitive, uh, we did do a lot of work to help each other out and, and showcase each other's talents. Well, let's showcase a little bit of your talents, Al. What would you like to share in recognition of the 34th anniversary of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op? Okay, well, I would very much like to share a song with a friend. The lady that's singing the song, Kathy Radsburg, was one of the original founding members. This particular song I wrote about 74, 75 when I was serving on a submarine, and I had a lot of friends that were getting off the boat, and I wrote this song for them. When I got to Milwaukee in 1977, I played the song at an open stage at a pizza place slash bar called Uno's up in Shorewood. Kathy heard it. She liked it so much that she started singing it. It was actually the very first song that I ever had ever written that anybody else ever covered. You were serving on a submarine. I say serving. I guess I suppose you could have had your own personal submarine, but I assume you were probably <laughs> in military. Yes, uh, United States Navy, fastest attack submarine, did six years. I noticed one of your verses there, you mentioned about peace, love, and contentment. I, peace, love are just not something that I normally think that the Navy people go around spouting. So was, was this, uh, uh, but maybe I, I forget what the time is like. Well, to be quite honest with you, uh, people in the military are there to defend peace and love. That's what I was there for. Unfortunately, the way the world is then and now, uh, you have to have people that are willing to stand up against the bad guys so that you can have peace. And so we can have velvet skies, skies of velvet blue, right? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And, and, and that comes from the way the skies look out in the middle of the ocean when the submarine popped up and the surface and we got to go up and get a little breath of fresh air and look at the sun. The blue of the skies over the ocean is exactly that, velvet blue. <laughs> Get ready for a beautiful song, sung by Kathy Ratzberg, but it's written by Al Williams, and he'll join in on the chorus. Here it is, Song for a Friend.
That's Song for a Friend. Again, it's written by Al Williams. You want to find him, come via the NorthernSpiritRadio.org website. He performs with a group called One Lane Bridge, but there's a lot of groups out there called One Lane Bridge. (laughs) That's where we're starting to find out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so you'll find a thousand of them on Facebook, but you can find the link to the right one and to his link on Reverb Nation if you come via NorthernSpiritRadio.org. Again, Al Williams is in Milwaukee. He's part of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. Al, one more thing about the song, Song for a Friend. You mentioned in there, your friend is my friend, my wine is your wine. Were you able to share wine on submarines? I just thought that might not be accepted. (laughs) Well, we weren't supposed to, and we didn't really make wine, but uh, we did make bilge hooch out of <laughs> out of oranges and lemons and a little of the gilly alcohol that we used to clean electrical contacts with. Okay. Well, good. I'm glad you cleared that up for me. <laughs> well, Al, it's great to have you sharing music, uh, all the camaraderie that you had on the submarine when you're in the Navy serving your country, when you've been part of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op for these past years, since 1983. It's all good work, and thank you for doing it. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you very much. Again, that was Al Williams. Find a link on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. And we'll go on to our next guest, Rick Koken. He's a member of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op, of course, but he's joining us by phone from Waukesha, Wisconsin, just about 15 miles outside of Milwaukee. So, Rick Koken, I'm so glad to have you here today for Song of the Soul. Well, thanks very much. Nice to talk with you. So how far back do you go with the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op? I go back to 1982. We started at Barney's on 5th and Greenfield. You do a lot of music. You've got seven CDs so far. Are you getting out performing a lot? Not as much as I used to. A lot of the places I used to play were, were coffee houses around the Milwaukee area. And a lot of them just went out of business. Or they just After a while, chose not to have music anymore because of licensing fees from ASCAP and BMI asking for a lot of money in, in order to have, play, have music played there. And these little mom and pa coffee shops just could not afford to have music, so they just said no more music. They already went out of business. They couldn't afford it. And I don't like really playing at taverns. People don't really listen to your music at a tavern. So basically, the thing was basically doing the coffee houses. The bars, did you used to do them back in the 80s, back when the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op originated? Right. We played little taverns and little corner taverns together. And what's kind of nice thing about the co-op is that we all helped each other. Somebody, somebody would say, hey, I got a little place over here. Want to play there? And Yeah, I'd love to do that. You know, So we, we do that. I mean, the co-op through the years has gotten me a lot of different jobs that I probably couldn't get on my own. For example, was, I played at Summerfest twice. Some of the little off-stage there. I couldn't do that by myself. I play once a month at the Riverwest Radio on Center Street in Milwaukee. So you chose a song that you're going to share today, I think, one that goes back quite a ways. Explain the seven albums you have, what your emphasis is. You put out one, for instance, last year, but the one you're going to be sharing is from Rodeo Boy. What's the difference between those two CDs? Well, Rodeo Boy is probably my oldest album. I put that song, is about, uh, started back in 1974. I was uh, working as a camp wrangler for the Milwaukee YMCA. Camp Minicani, Milwaukee YMCA. I was a summer job taking care of horses. It was a tough job, you know, taking care of 15 horses and on a horse all day long, sometimes seven, eight hours a day. So, yeah, so that's what the song is about. It's about a person that gets on a horse and the struggles. 
did you originate from the country that you rode horses or was this just something you got trained for for the opportunity? I got trained for the opportunity. I had no, I knew how to ride horses, but I didn't know how to know horses, <laughs> put it that way. You know, and I had to learn how to you know bridle, saddle, clean the hooves, and take care of the tack. It took a while to get to know that. So you're going to be performing on the 12th of March, 7:30 at the 19th Street Coffee House. What kind of songs are you likely to do there? How long a set will you do? I'll probably do about five songs. It all depends on how, how many people are showing up. And how many other people we get new guests coming too, surprise guests. I'll probably do Rodeo Boy, since that's one that's on the radio right now. I might as well do that song. Well, let's listen to it. It is Rodeo Boy by Rick Koken here today for Song of the Soul. Came from out of nowhere, not sure where from. Mind filled with memories of the things he's done. Some say he loved once. Then she went away Some would lie and say she died Perhaps a ways of pain He just a rodeo boy Moving around every town He just a rodeo boy Hanging on is a part of the job And then he moves Moves along in a saddle lives in a bar tells about his life to someone doesn't get him fired thinks about the things he'll buy after every ride getting tossed to the ground oh he's just that sort of guy he's just a rodeo boy moving around He's just a rodeo boy Hanging on is a part of the job And he moves, moves along He travels to and on alone to every job. He feels ashamed to get a meal because everyone knows he's just a rodeo boy. Oh, he's just a rodeo boy. Doesn't have much money Start a new life Everything he earns in the day He spends it in the night Feeling down and lonesome No one knows his name Getting tossed to the ground It's all part of the game Oh, he's just a rodeo boy Moving around every time he just a uh, 
Rodeo Boy. He's one of the members, longtime members of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. They're having their 34th anniversary show, and that's why I'm featuring them for Song of the Soul. There's a kind of a soul of a group. And Rick, how would you describe the soul of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op? What's the essence? I think it was kind of like we are not only performers, but we're also good friends. And I think that's something more than just, it's not a job, it's more of something that let's help each other out. We're all musicians. If there's something that comes up, tell somebody about it. And so there's been times all through the years, as either Lee or Al, you know, from the zoo to a la carte to, uh, remember when cable TV first came out, he got me a, a performance on cable TV. And I thought that was really nice, you know, that was some of the things he did. And are you actually a card-carrying member? Are there dues? How does this work? Well, <laughs> there's no dues, there's no card. It's just that we're, it's like old friends, put it that way. So it's it's a group of friendship and mutual aid. What styles of music do you have? Oh, it... that's good. That's a good one. We get, we get, Lee Bonner does a lot of folk, and uh, some of the old folk songs. I think uh, Elle does a lot of stuff that's more of a rock type style. And there's some people that, that play just banjo, and there's, and there's Mike Hoppy, who just basically does a lot of instrumental. And he's very good, too. And my style is more of a, uh, a mixture of uh, folk, country, and, and a little bit of rock in there, too. I would call it soft rock. So, folks, you just heard an example of Rick Koken's music, Rodeo Boy, and it's from the album with the same title. And you can hear more of his songs in person if you happen to be in Milwaukee on March 12th for the 34th anniversary of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. 19th Street Coffee House at 730 is the place where it'll be happening. So, Rick, thank you so much for carrying on the music tradition. Friendship is a great thing, and I think you've nurtured it as part of this group. Thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks very much. We've got a link for Rick Koken on NorthernSpiritRadio.org, which is one of many reasons you might come to NorthernSpiritRadio.org. There's ten and a half years of our programs available for free listening and download, links and info, like for Rick Koken, a place for comments. Two-way communication happens when you comment when you visit. There's a place to donate, which is how this full-time work is supported. Let's work together instead of having corporations or government buying the radio waves. Do click donate when you visit NordenSpiritRadio.org, but the same applies 10 times over to your local community radio station. You may well be hearing this on one of the 25 or so stations carrying our shows and carrying much, much more. Support them with your hands and wallets and provide for the crucial alternative that is community radio. Now, back to more of the members of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. Next up is Mike Playstead. Mike, I'm very pleased to have you here today for Song of the Soul. It's great to be here. Thank you. I think maybe you're my first singing attorney. Oh, wait a minute. That's not true. I do know a very uh, political activist attorney. Anne Feeney is a singing attorney, I guess, as well. But your balance is probably much more on the attorney side. Yep, it is. I'm a full-time criminal defense attorney in Milwaukee and stay very busy that way. 
I have this vision that I imagine doesn't work. You know, you you have musicals like West Side Story or whatever, where people break out singing, dear, kindly judge your honor. I mean, I could just imagine the singing attorney getting up there and saying something, but I don't suppose you've ever done that, huh? Well, not during a uh, jury trial or any presentation, but I am involved in drug treatment court in Milwaukee, and I wrote a song called uh, I Will Awaken once about 11 years ago. It's about me, whatever I was going through at the time. And I was invited about a year ago, the judge who ran drug treatment court, I sent her a copy of the song and she invited me to come and sing it for the graduation. (laughs) Once every couple months, there's a graduation of the people who made it all the way through drug treatment court, which is quite an accomplishment. I got my guitar and I came out and sang it for everyone. And They seem to like it, and now I do it pretty much every graduation. So the artistic does meet the professional at some point. Well, I really appreciate you doing that work, but right now the reason I have you here is because you've been a longtime member of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. So where did you get involved with this motley group of people? Well, and that's a good description of them, including me. I won a contest in 1989. They had a contest at Club Garibaldi here in Milwaukee, I don't know how I found out about it, but I showed up and I played however many, I think they had us play three songs. I got up there and I played and there was some very good competition and I won. So whoever won the contest got three things. We got some very nice black Ray-Bans, which I still have, and we got to play at Summerfest at noon on a Tuesday. This is back in 1989. And I happened to be playing at noon on a Tuesday, the same night that Bob Dylan was playing the amphitheater. (laughs) So I kind of went to my own show, and then I hung around Summerfest and then went to uh, Dylan's show. And we also got a membership of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. Ever since then, I've gotten to know Al and Lee and a lot of the other people in the co-op. So I won a contest, and the main prize that still stays with me is my membership in the (laughs) co-op. The gift that keeps on giving. It sure does. And one of the things that you do as part of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op is you get on River West Radio. Right. We have five acts in rotation. So every fifth week, I go into this River West Radio, which is one of the few existing video stores in Milwaukee on Center Street, which is the heart of the city, River West, a very interesting, very diverse neighborhood. I go in there and play for an hour every fifth Friday night. And it's getting very interesting because I'm not the kind of kind of practices. So I come in with my songbook of everything I've written. I've written about maybe 35 or 40 decent songs, and I'm very self-critical. So I bring in my book, and I just kind of flip through it and try to find interesting things or safe and tried and true things that I know are, are going to sound good. Riverwest Radio used to be just on the internet, but recently they won a lottery to have a low-power station, so now they broadcast out over the air. It's exciting, it's fun, and it's a great way to just go out and play and have fun. I think you've got a song ready for us to share, so tell us about it coming up. Well, it's called Why Does Dan Rather Want to Be My Friend, and I wrote it when Dan Rather was still on the air. It also includes a verse dedicated to Tom Brokaw, now he's no longer an anchor, and a verse dedicated to Peter Jennings, who's not even alive anymore. And this was, it's kind of dated that way. It's also dated because anchors on TV don't mean that much anymore. There's cable and the internet and the whole news business is 
totally scattered all over the place. In the bridge, I talk about just sitting, watching Walter Cronkite with my dad. That's how I remember TV news. So it's kind of complaining that Dan Rather, Tom Brokaw, and Peter Jennings were not Walter Cronkite. Well, you could obviously substitute some things. Aren't you tempted to write some new verses? Megyn Kelly, Bill O'Brien, whatever? I've tried. And it's just not as... One of the things we've lost in the diversification of the media is a common something that everybody watches. Everything's a niche. If you want certain kind of news, if you call it that, you get Fox News, you want another kind to go to CNN or MSNBC. So it's really a lost era where the anchors were the only voice that you heard about the news. And that's kind of what it's about. So Mike Playstead is here. He's also known as the singing attorney. And I don't know how many other people refer him to that way, but that's the way it is on River West Radio. Mike Playstead is here. He's going to share a song. He's been associated with the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op since 1989. And here is his song, Why Does Dan Rather Want to Be My Friend? Oh, why does Dan Rather want to be my friend? I can tell by the way he smiles right at the end. His eyes try to twinkle, his head kind of jerks. He's not the kind of person who should do this kind of work. He's told what to do just like a president. He used to be so tough, I wonder where that went. Now he's just part of an obnoxious trend. Say, why does Dan rather want to be my friend? Why does Tom Brokaw want to get to know me? He's got some news, man. I wish he'd show me. He walks in a trench coat down the streets of our town. This lack of information really got me down. Was it his hair or his face that got him his job? If that's the case, give us some intelligence slob. Sometimes these kind of things really do throw me. Like why does Tom Brokaw want get to know me? Space shots and assassinations. It's all right in the street. I watched in fascination. I watched the revolution on my TV. Watching Walter Cronkite at my daddy's knee. Why does Peter Jennings want to read my mind? Just a demographic, I'm just a certain kind. He shows me things he thinks will make me feel good inside. So I'll tune in tomorrow, part of a ratings tie. 
He's so cool and crispy. He's so goddamn smart. I tell you what was wrong with him, but I don't know where to start. His eye upon the world is practically blind. I say, why does Peter Jennings want to read mine? Why does Tom Brokaw want to get to? Why does Dan rather want to be my friend? Mike Playstead playing his song, Why Does Dan Rather Want to Be My Friend? He's part of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op having their 34th anniversary celebration on March 12th in Milwaukee. You head on down to the 19th Street Coffee House at 7.30 that evening. You'll find a lot of music going on, just a diversity of people, the the motley crew that is Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. Thanks so much, Mike, for joining me for Song of the Soul. Thanks very much for your interest and for letting me talk. Appreciate it. As always, there's a link for my guests, including Mike Playstead on NordenSpiritRadio.org. And now the next member of the co-op joining us is Michael Hoppy a.k.a. Friar Otto, joining us by phone from Milwaukee. Michael, thank you so much for joining me today for Song of the Soul. Well, thank you, Mark, for bringing me on board. And, of course, people might be confused because of the name, Friar Otto, Michael Hoppy. Could you explain a little bit about the genesis of the name and your dual personality? Well, Friar Otto, of course, I spell it F-R-I-A-I-R. Otto, of course, O-T-T-O-S. I'm Friar Otto of Herzabowitz's Kleine Kirche. And I would say the origin of it probably is something that was kind of like a nebulae coalescing, something like that. You know, sometimes, you know, you bat around something in your head for a while, and then all of a sudden it kind of coalesces and comes on out. So I was at a point in my music where I was pursuing the performance stage, all that kind of a thing. I do basically all instrumental music, you know, without any vocals. And, of course, anybody that's tried making any money at music, that kind of a thing, realizes very soon that most people consider music to be, uh, you know, the human voice singing. And if you're not vocalizing somehow or another, it's hard to hold an audience, at least the audiences that I was being exposed to. So I'm kind of up in my room at the sanctuary over at the Herzabowitz's Kleine Kirsche, and I'm kind of wondering what the heck, I need something. Something is not working quite right. I mean, I knew I had to have a way of speaking to people, and I knew I, I had something to speak to them about. So I'm sitting up in my room one night thinking about that, you know, and all of a sudden it comes on to me, and an old scene from a movie that I'd seen about vaudeville. The scene was a young guy that was breaking into vaudeville, was talking with an old hand off stage, you know, after their performance. The youngsters mentioned, and, you know, 
my act is as good as anybody out there, you know, as far as, you know, my technique, you know, and all this kind of stuff. And he said, but something's just not working, you know, and I'm not going over. And the old guy says, kid, you need a shtick. You need a shtick, kid. And so, <laughs> what's a shtick? And, well, the guy explained what a shtick is. It's your stage personality, something like that, you know. So Jack Benny had a shtick. Milton Berle had a shtick. Every comedian out there has a shtick. And then, of course, one of my mentors is, has made a uh, tremendous impact on my view of music is Harpo Marx. The Marx brothers first started out on vaudeville trying to be musicians. Well, I figured if Harpo Marx couldn't make it as a musician, <laughs> they had to turn to comedy in order to make it. I figured, well, if a guy like Harpo Marx can't make it as a musician, I don't need to make it either, so I had to turn to comedy in a sense. But I would say the direction of my music or where it comes from is more like spiritual exercise in a sense and working with music on the deeper spiritual sides of things rather than the entertainment side of things. Well, not, not that entertainment isn't a very necessary thing. It's not exactly where everybody comes from. And so since I'm an ordained minister, though I have not been ordained by men, so to speak, though I do have a card from the Ministry of Salvation, but it's spirit that really ordains ministers. That's one of the reasons why our big brother got into so much trouble. So I started using that as part of my shtick, and people started to listen, and so I just kept on with it. And when did you connect up with the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op? I'm thinking probably about 1982, somewhere in there. My time frame for that is that when I first formally met with Al Williams and Bud River Lee, I had one of my kids on my back. I use that as a point of reference because I know about basically what age he was when he was on my back. And so that, that would have put us out about 1982. And why did you get into the collaboration with those folks? Part of it was that, of course, I was looking for uh, audiences, all that kind of a thing. And also, I had been a volunteer worker at Outpost Natural Foods. I may have still been doing that over there. I had been a volunteer worker over there for about four years straight. I was kind of into the, you know, the co-op kind of a thing. I can't remember if I just met up with Al and Lee first, or Mud River Lee, or if I went to the place they were hanging out and checked that out first. That They were hanging out at a place called Barney's here in Milwaukee. I don't even know if it exists anymore. So then I just kind of liked it. Not only was it a support group, but, you know, the cooperative kind of a thing. They were into original music. I, th I think that was one of the draws. Well, let's give folks a sample of that music, Michael. Again, folks, we're speaking with Friar Otto. Friar is spelled in an unusual way. There's an extra I before the R. Friar Otto, Michael Hoppy is his name. How about sharing one of the songs that you use on Friar Otto's Back Porch, which is back in 2012 you were playing regularly on River West Radio. How about you share one of those clips? Well, sounds good to me. So the leaf in the vine is what we're listening to here. This is Friar Otto, Michael Hoppy, playing at River West Radio on June 9th, 2012. This one here be the leaf and the vine 
Actually, I should say it's more like the branch in the vine. He say, or at least they say he say. He be the vine, we be the branch. we be the branch I remember one time you know I was, of course here's Abowitz was a father to me more than one way but not but not the real way of course I asked him one time about parables and how you could understand them how you knew you were understanding them right said, well, you just kind of got to work at them until all of a sudden the light goes on for you, even if it takes years. Yeah, I used to think it was kind of like a one-way street, of course, that a, a lot of folks know that. We need him. Kind of, in a sense, more than he needs us. But then, of course, here's Abe Woods and I. We made our way in the world as as tree trimming folks, you know, that kind of a thing. Trees and bushes, all that kind of, all manner of surgery on them. From removals to trimming to planting. <laughs> And one day I realized, of course, that the, the leaves, as all tree trimming folks that know it or get into plants, know that the leaf, of course, is the only part of the whole organism that can make food for all the rest of the organism. And, of course, then you put two and two together and you know that the leaves are found at the ends of the branches. And at the ends of the branches is where all the new growth takes place. And as a bud develops, what was formerly the bud turns into part of the, uh, the vine. If the bud, of course, develops properly. So seen in that light, in a way he needs us, needs us as much as we needs him.
There's a taste of Friar Otto, Michael Hoppy, playing at River West Radio back in June of 2012. It was the leaf and the vine, or sometimes the branch and the vine, as he says, right, as he's talking there. And you do in there mention your actual profession, you know, tree trimming, that kind of thing. Do you still do that to this day? Uh, Yes, I do. Okay, well, good, because I have an oak tree on this side of my house hanging over there that needs some help. So when you drop by, just bring your tools. All right, certainly will. Okay. Well, Michael, it's great to talk to you, and it's really wonderful, the the energy, the creativity, the diverse talents that has gone into making the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op through these 34 years that it's existed. I thank you for your part in that and for being a channel of spirit in music. Thank you, Mark. Again, folks, Friar Otto, Michael Hoppy. You can listen to him on Friday night at 9 p.m. on River West Radio in Milwaukee, 104.1 FM, in rotation with four other members of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. We've got one more co-op member to talk to. I had him on Song of the Soul this past year. Search for Mud River Lee on NorthernSpiritRadio.org. But right now, let's talk to Lee Motter. Lee, welcome back to Song of the Soul. So it's always great to talk to you. Of course, the big event coming up, Milwaukee Musicians Co-op, 34th anniversary. And on March 12th, you're going to be gathering and kind of celebrating the energy that's been there for 34 years. Give me some highlights of the Milwaukee Musicians Co-op from your point of view. You've been there the whole time. You've got the memory. Thanks for that. Yeah, there's some highlights. And one of the highlights is our original singing. A lot of us have managed to continue performing during that period and just as an aside here before I get into the parts of it that are sad some of the people half a dozen of the people or so are no longer with us so we're about half the size we used to be and there are new members coming in all the time but we haven't recruited very many of those but you did say you were going to do one of my songs today it's called Catfish that's one of the songs that put me on the map and I have a little story how I happened to write that song could I uh, give you that before I tell you who's passed away anyway <laughs> yes let's have the good news about who's dying a catfish as before we talk about the singers that are no longer with the music <laughs> well the catfish doesn't survive this song in my younger days, I worked as construction. I had a lot of muscles in those days. One time, I dropped an apple, but before it hit the ground, I caught it with my left hand, and I moved so quick. If you believe it, I sprained my arm. So that's called muscle-bound. Nowadays, I can barely squeeze the last bit of juice out of a grapefruit. But in those days, I was a very strong person, and I happened to be paddling my uncle's canoe up north. There's a cabin up there. And I wanted to get some catfish that day. I'm paddling this thing. Snapped the paddle right off. It wasn't deliberate. It just happened. Oh, God. I had to replace that paddle. And the UP there it was about 40 miles from where we were to Munising, a little town on the harbor there of Lake Superior. And drove up there. Bought a paddle at the ancient hardware store with the rolling wood floors. That's how old it was. But the people were nice. I drove back, got in the boat again. Well, I got my new paddle. Let's go. I snapped it again. I broke two paddles in one day. I was upset. They gave me another paddle, but the idea being I'm losing so much time. It's a 40-mile drive. I'm taking half a day, four hours, drive back and forth, not fishing, just replacing paddles. When I walked in that store, 
I was bold. I went to the counter. I snapped this paddle. What kind of wood they make this paddle out of anyway? Clerk says, well, God made the tree. <laughs> that's one place to put the blame. So that's my intro to Catfish. It's a song that I am very happy to have discovered, and I do a couple other songs along those lines. So let's listen to a recording of Catfish. It was on WHA out of Madison. This is Mud River Lee Bluegrass Band. Also, we want you to whistle with us when the time comes. Catfish, catfish, get you if I can. Catfish, catfish, I'm a better man. Catfish, catfish, down swimming round so sly. To my fish fry, gonna swim in the pan without your skin, sweet taters by your side. Swim better if you can in the skin of a man. I'll be a satisfied catfish, catfish. Because, Lee, you don't have a lot of recordings out there. As a matter of fact, you make us really dig when we want to get a hold of your music. Is this just because things are more precious when they're hard to get? 
I'm really not very successful at studio work. And I have people now that are recording me. I'm on the radio and do a lot of gigs, and those seem to be more successful. We have done some recording work. Originally, I did a whole lot of recording with the Musicians Co-op. We were putting out one brand new CD a year. Of course, those were cassettes in those days. And we'd have a compilation of maybe 10 or 12 songs, all original music, and we had about a half a dozen of those that came out. They're rare. I still got them all. We may do something with that yet. One of the things about the co-op, for years there at Summerfest, we had a stage all to ourselves during the day. They had the folk stage on the south end of the Summerfest, and we provided the music for the whole day. That was at our top strength there. Another success is we've played some pretty big gigs, been on the radio, been on television, and uh, and I played for the mayor, things like that. But I would say the biggest success we have is that we're continuing to play music in a very difficult and changing market. Being able to just continue doing music for me has been my success. So we still go on. We still have the same concept to do original music, and a lot of it is in the folky vein or the popular music vein or the blues vein. I guess we're singing almost everything but opera and classical. We're not doing that. Well, there's road ahead for you to cover. (laughs) (laughs) But let's just review one last time here, since you're the fifth of the people I'm interviewing. On the 12th of March, you're going to have 34th anniversary celebration of Milwaukee Musicians Co-op. It'll be at the 19th Street Coffee House. Doors open at 7.30. The show's at 8. People should come revved up to hear what? Well, they're going to hear about the stuff I planted the other day because we had a warm weather of beans, lettuce, spinach, and some beets, and they're going to hear songs from me. I guess I have to go on first. And then we're going to have a comedian guy who does music. He's a wonderful fellow named Mike Gregory. We have Rick Koken, who's got a big presence on the Internet, also performing. The wonderful only singing lawyer in town, Mike Plasted. There's John Gettner. And then Bruce Hinkford is coming in from a carnival walk from the days of the Green Party. Bruce Hinkford and I go way back. They're all wonderful people, and this show is going to be well worth it. So, some great music that you'll get in person in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on March 12, 2016, 34th anniversary. It's a great work of love and of creativity that you've been part of for so long. Mud River Lee, or Lee Mudder, if people care to use your civilian name. It's great to have you back again for Song of the Soul. Well, gee, I can't thank you enough for being so complimentary and giving us the space and time. Mark, good luck to your endeavors. There's not enough people doing what you're doing. A lot of people want to play the music, but not very many people want to present it and publicize it, and you're doing a great job at that. Well, thanks a lot, Lee. Again, thanks for joining me for Song of the Soul. Peace. That was the last of five co-op members. See a number of them on March 12th at the 19th Street Coffee House. Thanks to Andrew Jansen for invaluable production assistance, and we'll see you next week for Song of the Soul. The theme music for Song of the Soul is by Chris Williamson, and it's called Song of the Soul. My name is Mark Helpsmeet, and this is a Northern Spirit Radio production. You can listen to this program again, track down the list of songs included, and a whole lot more on my website, northernspiritradio.org. And I invite you to share your Song of the Soul with my listeners. Just contact me via my website. And please, join me weekly for Song of the Soul. You can be happy.
the song.